1: Welcome to Faith Marketplace. We're bringing the kingdom into business by equipping entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives with resources, but best of all, community. And we're making kingdom impact and gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders.
2: Hi, and I'm your host, Bob Lambert, uh, with Samurai Business Group, where we coach, teach, and train business owners and salespeople uh, in sales management on business development. We are here to put the wind back in your sales.
1: And I'm Jennifer Villarreal Reyes, founder of salesfromtheheart.com, customized business coaching for life and business with unshakable confidence. I help guide entrepreneurs, coaches, and creatives on how to gain clarity and direction in their business so they can fully step into their God-given calling, sell their products and services all from the heart while making a powerful impact in the lives they are truly called to serve.
2: Hey, and we have a great guest here today, uh, beaming in from Florida. Because he just uh, changed residences from Michigan down to Florida so we're really lucky to get him because he's uh, probably a little travel weary but he's in great voice today and I'd like to introduce our audience to Dave Kale he's uh, a speaker a consultant an author a podcaster I'm exhausted with what this guy does it's unbelievable the things that he does uh, with uh, you know in his business but He's also a sales coach and expert like Jennifer and I, and he's got tremendous material there. But welcome, Dave. Well, thank you, Bob. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Say, listen, uh, let's just dive in here a little bit because you had a heck of a story that uh, I'm going to move it up a little bit in our thing because your testimony was really powerful as to how all this kind of transformed you growing up in, in Toledo and and how you know you start questioning things and then your walk so why don't you share that out the bat here with with,
3: what what are you about in your christian background wow um you know i've gone for about two hours on this one so i'll try to be brief Um, (laughs) yeah be brief (laughs) yeah okay so so i was raised in toledo ohio you know i was the third of six boys in the family six six kids raised in a traditional catholic family Went to uh, Catholic elementary school, Catholic high school, and so on. And well, it, during my teenage years, I sort of uh, grew—I um, don't know—skeptical and uh, and left left that. And as I as I uh, went through my college uh, time, and shortly after that, I was a—I became a seeker. You know, I just searched, uh, did Zen, and I did Buddhism and yoga, and I just I kept looking because I knew there was something out there and uh, eventually i read uh, i don't know if anybody remembers here I, re- I read the book the great late planet earth by hal lindsay it was a it's a book on uh time prophecy and it was you know it was very popular i read it about the last days and and all that and i just got scared to death honestly i i mean i was frightened and i thought wow i i, I need to get close to god and uh, eventually eventually i wound up reading the bible uh, uh, talking with uh, with a, a Christian minister and uh, when I was twenty four I committed myself to Christ, was baptized, and started a new life and, and it really was a new life so uh, over the years, you know I've grown uh, I, I just I am just so appreciative of the patience that God has uh, shown to me you know that uh, here here I am at at the age that I am and I'm still not there you know he's just been so patient <laughs> with me as I've grown you know over the years and and so on but but uh, my journey has has brought me, you know, in lots of different places. I, um, gee, was an elder in the in the church uh, for a number of years. Taught Bible school. My wife and I did uh, ten, believe it or not, ten self-funded short-term ministries to South Africa, where I'd leave the practice. You guys can understand, you know. So I had a wow. I had a consulting practice. We'd leave it for two months, wow. go to South Africa, yeah, and <laughs> and pay for the whole thing ourselves. You know, we just went because. Well, you know, it's, it's what what we felt we should do. So, so over the years, you know, I've done a, I've done a lot of those kinds of things, and and I just find myself uh, today really happy to be uh, helping Christian business people uh, see see the potential in their business and 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 uh, push push the spiritual aspect of their business to a higher level than uh, what it has been before. I, yeah. I'm I'm convinced that. Uh, that uh, business is God's first ch- his first choice for a venue in which to interact and engage with mankind. Well, wow. yeah
1: Well, you have a quite a background, Dave, and we're going to get into more of that in the show. Um, But first, I want to remind our listeners to make sure that they connect with us here at the studio. Whether you're listening to the podcast or you're listening to this live every Saturday noon to 1, you can text us here at uh, 224-404-1988. Again, that number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword sales, and we're going to connect you with some goodies that we're going to share with you in just a moment uh, from Dave. But Dave, you know, I want to know a little bit more about some of the people that you serve, that you're called to serve. You have a few different ways that you do that. But can you share with us the first um, group of people that you typically serve?
3: Yeah, so if you imagine, you know, like a dart target in the, the, uh, the bullseye, and then there's rows of uh, rings of people going out from that. So the bull, the, my bullseye is uh, I, have, I have two small groups of Christian business people who meet together with me uh, for four hours a month. And uh, we I mean, these are these are committed Christian business people who want to help one another, grow their businesses and grow themselves spiritually. And so it's a very it's a, it's an intense, very uh, strong community. And uh, again, that's that's the inner group. You know, that's the that's the heart of the bullseye. And and uh, those groups are very diverse. We have we have people of different races, sexes and countries. Uh, we, we've been meeting together. In, over video technology for 10 years. I mean, for, for wow. some of them, not everybody, but but we've been using this technology for 10 years. So we have people from uh, Canada, we've had people from uh, Africa and from Europe uh, at various times. Hmm. So that's the inner group. Then the next group out would be uh, people who uh, subscribe to what I call the Bi- biblical business course. That's a, that's a course that uh, is an online course for people who have businesses and want just just want to explore the possibility of turning them into what I call a biblical business, and there's a there's a biblical model for that. And the next layer out are people who um, uh, subscribe to the podcasts and uh, what we call e-zines. So I write I write I'm a writer by uh, giftedness, you know, and so I write a lot. We write articles uh, about every couple of weeks and uh, do a podcast every week for for that group. And then finally the next the, the <laughs> last group it all those people who, you know, read posts on LinkedIn and wherever, you know, wherever we have them are all over the place.
2: <laughs> I'm exhausted just listening because you got a whole other side of your your business too. And that's your sales training business, yeah. which you've had now for
3: how many years, Dave? Uh well let's let's say thirty, just to be Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it, man.
2: And the inspiration for when you started these business resource groups, the Christian business resource groups, what was the inspiration behind that?
3: Well, okay. So, so it's a big, it's a long story, but you know, I had a, I have what I call my day job, which is a sales training business. And, uh, for for ten years, I was one of these guys who did uh, seminars. You know, I'd come into a city and do a right. uh, seminar, and we'd have anywhere from you know twenty to two hundred uh, salespeople show up. We do a one-day seminar, and the next day, I'd do a program for sales managers. And that was, I mean, that was the business for ten years. I had a staff of ten people, and we sold books and tapes and all. You know, that was a full yeah. thing. We were, you know, we were we were in that business full full fledged, and. Um, then the the uh, crash in 2008 hit, and my mm-hmm. business basically went away. It took a couple of years because we had a couple of Fortune 500 clients that kept us in business. But they, they eventually went away, and around 2011, the business went away. And, I you know, I just uh, I said, Lord, I, what am I going to do? What do you want me to do? And because uh, we couldn't, I mean, we couldn't do seminars anymore. Nobody would come to them, you know? Yeah. And uh, so – so I, when I first started my practice, this would be now 30 years ago, I did CEO roundtables, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I had two, I had three or four of them going, and it was a very viable thing. People paid, and it was a very viable thing. And I and I gave it up when I started sp- my speaking practice uh, increased to the point where I couldn't commit, because I was flying all over the country, you know. So I gave up. Uh, so I gave them up. But then I thought, gee, I you know, what do I know how to do, and what am I good at? Well, I can do I can do roundtables, and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked. I, I looked around and found uh, found a couple and investigated them, and eventually uh, eventually went uh, started a couple roundtables for Christian business people. That was in 2012. Oh, that's started great. In, because because I would because I was a speaker and a presenter. You know, I was very great. comfortable with video technology, and so we started them right away. I mean, right off the bat. Wow. We, we were one of the very few people in the country doing it. We just, we just started doing video because why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, you know, what, what's, uh, what's also interesting is um, one of the reasons we started videos is because uh, my business had been get on a plane and go somewhere. You know, for, for, right. honestly, for years, I did 300 flights a year. And so I did not have a lot of contacts in Grand Rapids, which is where the office was, but I had a, fo- a national following. Right. So when it came time to seek people to join the group, I thought, I'm going to tap into my national following. The only That's way to crazy. do that is to do a group there So, yeah. so there's a couple of reasons why I went that way. All right.
1: That's awesome, Dave. Well, I want to know a little bit more about business is ministry. Can you share mm-hmm. with us briefly on that?
3: Yeah. So uh, I've i long have had the idea that business is ministry. In 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 1994, I'm dating myself here. When I did I did a uh, major uh, what I call the foundational documents for my business. And at that time, in in the mission statement, I said we are this business is owned by God, and so on and so on. That was in 1994. And and so I had I had that. Concept, but I hadn't given it full full flesh, and I didn't know exactly what that meant. I just knew it was there. So okay. um, uh, when I when I did the research for my most recent book, it was called the Good Book on Business, and we'll, I think we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. I discovered I just uh, I mean my eyes were open because I came to uh, the Bible. Ask uh, this is the question that brought me to the to the research. And the question was this: Does God does God see uh, businesses as an entity by themselves?
1: That is so so good. And we're going to continue that conversation when we come back. But I want to make sure that all of our listeners text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword sales and we're going to get you connected. We'll be right back with Faith Marketplace.
0: This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio.
2: Hey, we're back here with our guest Dave Kale today. Uh, as I said before, he's a speaker, a consultant, an author, a podcaster. He's got a lot going on. He had Jennifer Sweaton in the beginning session of this thing with all the stuff that he's doing. But we we'll want to loop back around uh, to your book, Dave. The uh, good book for business, and let's continue that conversation as to what inspired that, and then also some tips and ideas out of what you learned out of that for our, some of our
3: listeners. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, when I, I went, I had this a question. The question was, is does does God see business as an entity? You know, like he sees, like he, he talks sometimes about cities. You know, Jerusalem, and talks. Mm-hmm. He talks about people groups, like like tribes you know the, the 12 tribes as as if they were entities by themselves so so i thought and he talks about churches you know this church or that church okay so does he think about businesses as an entity and i began to i began to study the issue of business and i had i had a, i had one of those aha moments looking for businesses in the bible and and it was just one of those verses simple little verse that we just all skim over and that's and, and this is what it was it just turned it, it opened everything up and the verse was uh, in genesis when uh, he's talking about lot uh, Lot's being captured, and Abraham's going to go after him. And and the passage says, and Abraham gathered 318 trained men who had been raised in his household and went after Lot. I thought, wait a minute. 318 trained men in his household. How big was his household? Well, if he had trained men, he had untrained men. He had fathers and mothers and sisters and brothers. His household was uh, maybe a 1,000 people. And I had been taught you know, on the pulpit, that a household was a family. No, it is not. It is a business. Look, he had a thousand <laughs> people, at least in his business, and how big was his family? He had a wife, Sarah. He didn't have any children. It was his household. And all at once I saw this This whole thing became clear. In the Bible, a household is what they call a business. Uh-huh. And then started to look at the whole thing about households, and, and the Bible is full of it. It's just full of it. And, you know, yeah. it just begins. To, I mean, God started his first words to, to his creation to adam was adam i'm going to give you a job you're going to take care this is a lifetime purpose adam you're going to take care of the garden and work the garden that's your lifetime purpose and then he says and i'm going to give you a job and your first job is to name the animals Now, i'm going to help we're going to this is going to be teamwork i'm going to bring you the animals and you're going to name them we're going to work together on this and it set the precedent from yes. then on god god wants to work with human beings in business in the job. That's his first choice before Eve, before prophets, before scripture, before pastors, before church, before any of that. God was working with, engaging with human beings in work, in business. It's his first choice. Yes, that's
1: so good. Well, Dave, do you cover all of this in the Good Book on Business? Is that in there? Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we want to make sure that we give some of our listeners a copy of your book. So when you text us here at the studio, that number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword sales and you can text us at any point in time. You're going to be entered to win the good book on business as well as how to sell anything to anyone anytime. We're going to get into that in just a moment. And everyone who texts us is going to get the biblical business assessment. So Dave, do you want to tell us a little bit about this assessment?
3: Yeah so this uh, there is uh, so I began uh, again in the good book of business I began to research what are the uh, characteristics of a of a kingdom household or a kingdom business and and I you know I, I sort of gathered a number of those and um there are characteristics that can be applied to to any business today i mean we can we can fold them into a business so the biblical business assessment just says you know there's uh, just like a human being is on a journey and gets more and more mature spiritually so is a business so let's just take a little picture of where your business is at on a spectrum from from you know being relatively non involved in the kingdom to to being a uh, spirit led company there's a there's a whole spectrum places you you can be let's just take a little assessment see where you are so you know where you are relative to the ideal and you know what what sort of steps you can take to move in that direction so it's free and it's easy and it's you know nobody needs to know about it but it's a really really good tool it's an eye-opening tool
2: what in in your experience dave with uh, people taking this what has been
3: some of the comments back that that was revelation to them well, I don't know about comments, but but I guess I guess what I hear is that they had no idea that uh, there were different positions uh, on a spectrum. You know, like so. It, so I, there's a white paper that comes with it that talks about this spectrum of Christian businesses or kingdom businesses, and they just had never. I mean, that's a, that whole idea is a new idea for people. They never really thought about that. You know, they yeah. had, they think of Christian businesses, they think of you know giving away scriptures on the back of business cards. What you know, okay, you can do that, but but there's a whole bigger world, man. There's a whole bigger <laughs> world out there and this this is an exposure to that.
1: Yeah, there yeah. sure is. Well, Dave, can you share with us a little bit um, uh, and some of those ways where we can create enormous impact through our business for the kids? Yes,
3: yeah. So you know, th- of course, the first one, and it would be what would you expect, and that is to make to make to embed prayer as a as a mm-hmm. continuous practice in your business. Now, there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. It means that of course you're going to pray yourself, but there but there are ways to bring prayer into the business so it becomes part of the culture of the business. So th- so that's that's a simple little issue. Issue, but there's a lot of room to grow for a lot of people in how they use prayer in the business. Here's another one that's kind of surprising. You know, we 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 talk about uh, uh, balance and and the tension for for a business person between, you know, wanting to be with his family and or her family and 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 wanting to spend time on the job. And you, you're you're never you know, so it's never a win-win. You're always gonna it's always a lose-lose for people as they try to get balance. Interesting in a biblical household. Uh, you don't go to work. You bring the family to work. Mm. So in a biblical household, the family is part, is part of the household is part of the business. And I thought, wow, what a, what, a great, uh, what a great insight into how we can navigate this balance thing, you know, between work and family. In, instead of bringing work home, why not bring the family into the business?
1: Can you give us some examples on that cuz usually when I talk with my clients on this it's when we're time blocking for our calendars I always mm-hmm. say God first, then yourself, then your family and friends and then mm-hmm. your business. And how do you, what does that mean to bring your yeah. family into business?
3: You find you find opportunities for the family to work with you in the business. And, you know, probably probably one of the best examples is uh, some like these uh, little family home- owned restaurants where the kids are waiting tables and that kind of thing. OK, that's 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 an easy example. But sometimes you have to be a little creative. Like when I when I was uh, I mean, here's what I did. I would I would take my kids. We had uh, we raised uh, five kids and um, I was an outside salesperson at the time when they were at, at that age. And I would take one of them at, uh, for one day with me. On the day, and they would go into my sales calls with me, and and, and so on, do the, just you know have lunch with me, the whole thing, and they got a real they got a real uh, insight into what I did for a living, and um, so so another thing that I did as when they were teenagers, I had I had computer reports, and I wanted uh, the computer reports were uh, a week's sales volume, and that was okay, but I wanted to see trends within my customers. And I, I didn't have anything to give me trends. And so I paid the kids. I mean, I paid my <laughs> kids to cut up, physically cut up, a, you know, and then uh, glue them onto a page so that I could see a trend over time if they're, you know, are they buy this. It. Oh, they stop by it at the end, that kind of thing. So, so uh. you can, uh, you know, my youngest daughter, who's a, who was a foster child we adopted, uh, she would come in and uh, we, we'd uh, do uh, this is when I'm doing my speaking consulting business. We had letters of recommendation. And uh, we'd get photocopies of these letters and I would have her highlight certain things in each letter. So she'd sit there and highlight and then do do it again and, 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 and create packets that we would send to people who, who uh, were interested in having me as the speaker. Here's all these letters with the highlighted good stuff. That's true. You know? so, so, you know, there's, so there's all kinds of things. Uh, every one of my kids, every one of my kids worked for me, got paid for me for doing some job in the business.
1: But why why is that so important? Why why um, do you feel that?
3: Yeah, well, it's because the we, way God intended it, you know, it's a it's a, a, this. He intended a biblical business. He intended the family to be involved. That's I mean, it's it, he didn't intend for people to go away. He Intended for them the, to be together and work together, and you know that it, it, it teaches it teaches kids so many good things. You know, it teaches them. Yeah character, work ethic. They get to see their dad or their mom, whatever the case may be actually working, interacting with adults. They understand and say, yes, sir, no, sir. You know, yes, ma'am. And you know, they just learn so much. And I
1: think that's so important too, for the kids not to be grow resentful of the parents, you know, work because a lot of times we hear that too.
2: Yeah. 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 I can remember when my wife thought I was on boondoggles all the time when I go to conventions Yeah, and then I, uh, I said, well, just come on with me, right? And man, from morning till dawn, before you late she was exhausted. She she figured it out that I wasn't there for a boondoggle. I was really doing business. (laughs) And it was a lot more work than what she ever realized it was. So guess what? She never had a problem with me going to grant or doing some of that stuff because she knew what the heck was, what was involved in it. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, I would really love to hear from our listeners and how you incorporate your family into work, you know, share with us some ideas, text us here. Or you can reach out to us on social media or whichever way you can find us connect with Bob Lambert, myself, Jennifer Reyes, Faith Marketplace. And of course, Dave Kale. So Dave, how can people connect with you online?
3: Well, the starting point is uh, is uh, my website davekale dot com, and um, uh, I've got a, I've got a presence on LinkedIn as well, and you can connect on LinkedIn or, or email me, and we'll get you on the the subscription list for the uh, one of the ezines and and uh, and each ezine. So the ezines come out or Christian business people come out every other week. And we always spotlight one of the podcasts too in, in that. So you get, an, you get an article by me in some aspect of Christian business and, uh, and the access to a podcast.
1: Yeah, also, there's a lot of different ways to get in touch with Dave and we'll make sure that we connect you with him. Again, here, message us at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword sales. And you can also check out Dave at davekale.com. That's K-A-H-L-E.
2: Very good. Well, you stay tuned. We're going to have the next session here with Dave, and he's going to enlighten us even more on how he's blended all this together, because this book is terrific that he wrote, and also a little bit some tips on sales, too. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Also, by the way, check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. We got lots of goodies out there, all the podcasts for the last seven years, so check those out also. Download them when you're out there with the kids. That's another way you can incre- incorporate the kids in this, right? <laughs> We're going to be right back.
0: This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio.
2: Hey, welcome back here to Faith Marketplace Radio, where we've got an excellent example of how we inspire, equip, and encourage Christians to lead where they're at by their walk. Our guest today is Dave Kale. And he's got multiple things going on. I, I, I get exhausted just reading the list of the things he's done. He's an author, he's a speaker, he's a podcaster. He's got a sales training business. He also has a, uh, a book that's really great, the Good Book uh, for Business. So Dave, uh, why don't we go into the side on your sales training? Because that kind of led you into all these other things, uh, your big, the CBIG groups and some of the things that you're doing. So why don't you share with our, uh, our audience some of the things that you're doing with that?
3: For years, I uh, have uh, uh, made my living as a speaker and a trainer, and so on. And so, I've, I've uh, presented in 47 states and 11 countries, and i written 13 books. So, uh, most of those books, a ten, a 10 of those, are sales books of some kind or another. So, um, most of most of my time since about the year 2000 has been uh, doing uh, public seminars, where we we'd come into a city and. Uh, do a one-day sales training program for salespeople. that, you know, they'd pay to come. And the next day, we do the uh, same thing for sales managers. And then I had head off to another city. And um, uh, people would people would often send a couple of people to see if this is any good. And they'd call me afterwards. Okay, can you come in and do it for our whole sales force? And uh, that was, I mean, that was the business for uh, for a lot of years. And, uh, we touched touched a lot of lives. I mean, thousands, thousands of people that uh, we helped. We helped them sell better. And you know, that's a good thing. So, I can go off and I can you know I can yeah. go off on that for a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, can you share with us, Dave, some of the best practices for sales and give some of our listeners some? Yeah,
3: time? yeah. So um, for so at every so so I see sales at different levels. So there's sales at the CEO or the chief sales officer level. There's sales at the sales manager level, and there's sales at the salesperson level. And each and each of these there is there is a consistent theme, and the theme is uh, systems. But the mm-hmm. title of my brand is K.O. Sales System, so I believe in systems. So at the at the and by the way, the book uh, "How to Sell Anything to Anyone Anytime" is about sales systems. That was originally my title to the author till the publisher changed it. So it's about uh, it's about sales systems. So at the level of the sale of the chief sales officer, the question is how do you have your sales team organized? You know uh, how how do you get uh, prospects? How do you turn them into customers? How do you turn customers into clients? How do you turn clients into partners? How do, you, how do you do these things in a way that's reproducible and measurable and methodical? And and it can sales can be all of those things, you know? One of the first things we do as a consultant is consultants come in and make sure we have the right re- measurements in place so we can start to measure all the activities that are important in the world of sales. So those are the kinds of things we work with at the, at the level of the chief sales officer, the level of the sales manager. The issue there is that that uh, sales managers are the most on train for their position of any of anything in the world of sales. yeah, yeah. So, so the only way they know how to do management is how they were managed, or in reaction to how they were managed. You know, but there's a there's a whole set of best practices for sales managers. For example, like we teach, so we have something we call the Koa Sales Management System. By well, I have systems for everything. So, so we have sales sales management system. And one of the things we teach, we teach a five-part system. Here's how you do sales management, guys, for people who are uh, remote, you know, that you're not going to see them every day. And uh, one of the things we do is we teach them a format for a monthly meeting, monthly one-on-one meeting. Salesperson completes this document, two-page document, and you review it with them, 45 minutes in and out. And the, just that process alone, just that process alone is transformational. I mean, we, we honestly, I get, I get, I get, I get emails from people saying this changed my life, changed my business, you know, just because we we instill as a methodical, as a methodical systematic effort, this is what you do every month. You do it with everybody, you do it this way And, and you get results. And then same thing for salespeople, you know, the issue is think about your job and let's let's be systematic about your job you know how do you how do you approach a prospect let's create some ways let's understand the best practices and reproduce them let's begin to measure some of your activities make sure that you're doing enough of the right things do enough yeah. of the right things
1: Systems are definitely so important, whether you're in sales uh, as a sales rep, manager, like you said, there is three different levels that you cater to, Dave, and I'm sure Bob can agree with us, too, (laughs) with sales. The same thing would I teach with my clients. So whether you're uh, a solopreneur, entrepreneur, business owner, sales professional, we have some resources for you here at Faith Marketplace, and we'll get you connected. Just make sure that you stay connected to us, and we want to hear from you. That number, again, is 224 404-1988. Drop us a note, drop us an emoji, use the keyword sales, and we'll get you connected. Bob, what are your thoughts on systems? Yeah,
2: Dave, you know, now you said something pretty interesting that when you decided to get off the road and start doing more of the the things you were doing, uh, the formation of uh, a couple of your
3: CEO groups Hmm. really came from uh, clients, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. So when I started CEO groups, Uh, Most of them were were, uh, in the, you know, in the whole country, they were local groups, people were meeting locally. And the problem was I was living in Grand Rapids, but I was, I was uh, everywhere else, you know, I used to tell my staff, if I'm here, we're not making any money. You know, so I got to be gone <laughs> for us to for us to. So, so I didn't I didn't have a lot of contacts in Grand Rapids, but I had a national following, a, a, international following. And so, when it came time to do the CEO groups, I said, you know, I'm just going to tap into to people who know me as the sales guy. You know, right. and I I you know I just tapped into my international following, and and we did the, we did them by video, by the way, right from the beginning. OK, this is in 2012 and we were doing video uh, conferences uh, as a CEO roundtable because because my guys, my gals were all over the country and they still they still are to this day. Now,
2: was that more secular, Dave, or were these all Christians, too?
3: No, no, they were secular. I mean, there were people okay. there are people who I had met or who had met me by all the travel that I did. You know, all the seminars, all we did them all over the country. Right. And, uh, you know, all the private programs, stuff like that. People felt like they knew me and they were on the list. They were on my list to get the easings, you know, the sales. Right. And, okay. so, and so when it came time to do the CEO roundtable, I said, some of them got to be Christian. Some of, some of them got to be CEOs. Some of them got to be, you know, <laughs> influencers and so on. So I, be, I just began to uh, to work that that market and just, just my followers, you know, and up bubbled and it bubbled up. Well, you, uh, yeah. can you
1: tell us a little bit about those followers? Like, why do people reach out to you? Why do they connect with you? Why do they read your thirteen books that you
3: have? Yeah. What yeah. are some of
1: their challenges that they no. that they're encountering?
3: Yeah, they almost always start from the sales side. They have sales issues. They want to do sales better in one way, one form or another. You know, I, uh, I like. I just got off the phone this morning with a fellow who called, uh, and uh, he's a he's an eighteen year old or, or eighteen year experienced a salesperson in a group of seven. And they're just they're just they're running up. They're all plateaued. They're running up against the wall and creating new customers. They're just, you know, they're up against yeah. the plateau. And so, well, okay. So so he called with a very specific articulated need. He knew what the need was. He knew what it was. And we just happened to have a program called the Sales Master's Approach to Acquiring New Customers. Okay. So, you know, that was easy. But, but almost always when they contact me, it's not because it's soft and fluffy and they want to create a relationship. They have a, they have a very specific issue. And they got something that they they got something they're looking for, uh, and mm-hmm. they know what it is, and they're searching for that. And I'm one of the people who they contact. Yeah,
2: that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and your following now is uh, it's quite large, right? You got like I think it was like twenty thousand followers that you
3: have. Well, no, I, I think LinkedIn is about uh, five, but I got a couple of groups that are about twenty thousand LinkedIn groups, and then I and then right. there's the the easing lists and the uh, podcast lists and and so on and some of that gets a little fuzzy like it's really hard to measure but (laughs) yeah we probably have you know somewhere i would think we probably have uh, altogether somewhere between uh, 20 and twenty-five thousand people who wow wow it's one way or the other i
1: don't want that to intimidate our listeners here because you are really approachable and we can definitely get you connected to dave and to his programs to his books so again make sure that you reach out to us here that number is 224-404-1988 include the keyword sales
2: uh, Dave,
3: um, what do you give God praise for? Oh my goodness every breath I take, every idea I have, every thought, every customer, every phone call every uh, like I'm a writer by inspiration I mean God has gifted me as a writer and uh, I uh, every time I write something I thank him for it, you know like wow, I just can't believe I did that you know so <laughs> so um so it, uh, yeah, you know, honestly everything and and the older I get the more I see how how um, how intimately and intensely inv- involved in my life he has been, you know. I didn't rec- You don't see some of that in real time. You see it in retrospect. Right. You look back and say, "Oh my goodness,
2: wow!" Well, that that comes with age and wisdom, Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> you and I both know that, right?
2: Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> <knew. laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my goodness let's refresh Jen and give those things away that we're giving away because Dave's got a whole plethora of stuff they're doing. We want to encourage people to get out there and get engaged with him.
1: Yeah, well, Dave, if you can give us the nutshell version of how to sell anything to anyone, anytime, we're gonna give that away to a few listeners as well as the good book on business. But everybody who messages us is gonna receive the biblical business assessment. So Dave, can you share a little bit about how to sell anything to anyone, anytime? Just the the short. Yeah,
3: so it's a a, how to think of sales in a systematic way, both for an individual salesperson, as well as for a small business person, as well as for chief sales officer. There is a way to conceive of sales and we and we talk it through. It's a very process oriented book. It's you know step one, step two, step three. Uh, and it's and it's it's found a worldwide market. It's uh, it is available in at least eight different languages in 20 countries and three, three international entities have recommended it as, quote, one of the five best English language business books, not sales books, wow. business books. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, we have people in Europe and in Asia <sighs> recommending it under the under that. You know, those words. Best. Yeah, well, okay. We want we
1: want our listeners to know that you don't need to be afraid of sales. There's a lot of different methods. Right. And there's different ways. And you have to find the one that resonates best with you and the people that you're called to serve. But the biggest thing is, is don't just sit there doing nothing. We'll get you connected. We have Bob Lambert, myself, Jennifer Reyes, Dave Kale. And we're going to get you going because you really are called to serve and make an impact, whether that's for uh, the kingdom or maybe you're just getting to, to grow in your faith walk. We're here to be a resource for you. So connect with us. That number again is 224. 404-1988 include the keyword sales
2: you're going to pay attention because we're going to be right back with dave we're going to write round table a secret subject okay so you got you got to come back to know what the subject's going to be okay when we're going to be right back with you here on am 1160 hope for your life
0: This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio.
2: Hey, we're here back in, for our last segment with Dave Kael, Jennifer, and myself. And we're going to hone in on the topic that Dave has made a, a really big piece of his book, and that's Business is Ministry. Dave, in that statement, Business is Ministry, what What do you got to tell us about that that Jennifer and I can help with?
3: Well, so let me turn that into a question, and, and the question sure. is: to, to what degree, to what degree, do you believe business is ministry? And uh, earlier, I mentioned that uh, that God uh, appointed business as His first choice, His first choice as a venue to interact with mankind, and therefore it's it's ministry all the way through. But I guess the question, but the world is full of people who see church on Sunday and business on Monday, and they're that are not connected. So right. my question is: but to what degree do you believe business is ministry? Jennifer?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's a great question. And as you know, Bob, it's something that I've been incorporating in sales from the heart in my business coaching since day one. Uh, and it was first laid on my heart to share my testimony to a predominantly secular audience. And I didn't realize the impact that that would have. And then also in several books that I've been an author in, uh, I was sharing the story there and via social media. And this was at a time where it really wasn't popular to, to incorporate God in business. You know, it wasn't as well known or or people wanted to keep their businesses separate. And I was a big fan of just saying, nope, this is where God's leading me. I've learned not to do things my own way after many, many years. And it took a near-death experience that was very dark and demonic that still was just barely enough to shake me up. But still, I didn't fully surrender over. And so I held on to my ways for a very long time. And I think when we can share that story of what life was like doing uh, you know, business and life on our own and trying to be in our own mini-gods versus, wow, look what God God's doing in our business with us and what we do for him, there's a big transformation that happens. And nobody can take that away from you, sharing your testimony with others, you know, it really ends up speaking life into them and then they end up confiding more in you and you're allowed to have more of a conversation with God on that, you know. So what are your thoughts on that, Bob?
2: Well, you know, Dave and I are (laughs) really in sync on this because we've had a couple of really great conversations about it and that's what the foundation of the show is you know, when God was preparing me for those things and I didn't know that this would be a calling, was really integrating these two things together. And, and Dave knows I was in C12 for a decade, and that was a foundational piece for me to really tie all this together, because you can't be different people. You know, I was living my life, I was one person socially, a different person when I was dealing with a, a businesses and a different person at church. And that, you know, once I came all together that I'm the same person seven days a week, to your point, Dave, you can't have you know, bipolar kind of situations going on it made my life a whole lot simpler and then also taking this badge on that i am in ministry you know that this is a ministry of being out in work because you know you touch more lives dave and in, in jennifer than, than most churches do in a week you know when you think about that the average business uh, small business in this country touches about 1500 people uh, totally so when you look at their customers their vendors and and their employees that's a huge ministry that we can have an impact on. It's not talked about at the pulpit, you know, that work, work is, work matters, you know.
1: So why do you think, Dave, that there is hesitancy to bring in and bridge together business and faith?
3: Well, because we've been taught that. I mean, that's that, that, it, uh, what I call the institutional church system has taught that. And, and they've taught that, uh, you know, not, okay, now you're in God's house. Oh, so if you're in God's house, what's everything else? <laughs> and that you know church is special. So what does that say about everything else? If the church is special, then your work is unspecial. If God's house is holy, then your work is non-holy. So there is this there is this this concept that is taught by the institutional church to, to make them feel special, you know, come to church and and worship God. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says work is worship. The Bible says this. so so the, the reason why people separate church from ministry is because we've been taught it
1: well, I, I agree to with that to a certain extent but i think that's starting to change now i think some people still have their own reservations and they're afraid of what their peers are going to say what are some other you know fears and challenges that you hear out there bob
2: well obviously you know if i you know proclaim them a christian that's going to drive business away you know uh, because that's a you know kind of a negative knock on it and frankly my retort to that is if that's the case then those are obviously people i don't need to do business with because I want my business to stand on Chris, Christian principles of integrity, honor, commitment, you know, and doing the kind of things that you should be doing. And also uh, the great commandment, right? Love the Lord your God, but more important, love your neighbor. Uh, how can we go out there and do that in a significant way if we don't incorporate it in our daily life? And work. look, at we're all working a whole lot these days. So that's a majority of the time we spend waking moments is we're in work or doing something in work. So to, to, to shun that or think that, okay, I can't do ministry while I'm at work, or I can't give, show the, uh, be the hands and feet of Peter Christ, boy. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: uh, yep. yeah. Dave's so, got it book loaded with his stuff.
1: <laughs> so Dave, what do you think about uh, sales and, and doing it the kingdom way? Is there a difference there versus doing sales the secular way?
3: Yeah, well, I think so. I'd, more of degree than anything else. Uh, if you look at the best practices of the best salespeople, what you have is an example of what a Christian salesperson should be. You know, Christian salesperson should should have integrity. Well, every salesperson should have integrity. Christian salesperson should work hard. Well, every salesperson should. Work. So, so there there is this thing about how you do sales as a Christian, and what you discover is that it's primarily that 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 is the model. For excellent sales, whether you're a Christian or not, the, the practices that you engage in, the best practices of a Christian salesperson are, in fact, the best practices of, of a good salesperson. The only difference is we do we do it with and for Christ. So the, so there is there is that issue. And, and you know, I, I think for Christian salespeople particularly, there's a there's a challenge. And and the challenge is this. On one hand, you have a very performance-driven, measurable world that you live in and work in, and on the other hand, you have the Christian principle that you know do the best you can but leave the results to God. How do you negotiate that? How do you bring those two together? That's, that really has been a, a challenge that I've had in my whole life. And, and uh, one of my books is called The Heart of a Christian Salesperson, which is my story. And I begin with that with that very thing: is is negotiating. How do you negotiate that thing? How do you work that out? Whereas, you, you know, you got what seems to be conflicting pressures coming at you from two different arenas.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Bob, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah,
3: I have to agree with that. You
2: know, there's there's a conundrum there uh, with, that you have to weigh in. You're weighing and balancing all the time. And but I am all in, Dave, when you talk about the Christian, basically the guidelines there it is the guidelines for any good salesperson. You know, if you aren't living up to your promises, if you're not do- doing business with integrity, if you're not doing, uh, you know, a commitment to honor, uh, you know, honor, honor God and also honor the work that you're doing, uh, then, you know, th- these are principles that spend this time. I mean, that's what our country's based on, for goodness sakes, right?
1: Yeah, I think that it's really important. You know, from my past being in the corporate sales world, from copier sales to wholesale lending, uh, to now doing business coaching and uh, working with other coaches and entrepreneurs and online creatives, um, there was this whole thing about forecasting and the numbers. And while all of those things are important, we were chasing that dollar, right? We were encouraged to go buy a new house, a new car, you know, because then you'd sell more. And the reasons behind the sales were just not really what uh, was created in my heart by God, right? And so that's why I kept masking and filling up behind these things that were false. And so I think it's really important for us to check our hearts and to understand what's what's really driving us here. And so if you have some blocks on that, you have some things that are just weighing heavy on you, make sure that you reach out to us here. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword sales and we'll get you connected to Dave, to Bob, and to myself. We'll get you the resources. We'll get you the help that's needed.
2: And we're going to be uh, here next Saturday, noon to one o'clock on AM 1160. Go out again, check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. We've got resources out there and the podcast Uh, and download the podcast. We have a lot of folks downloading podcasts when they have windshield time. They're out on the soccer field with the kids. They can listen to this thing. Kind of like what Dave said, let the kids listen in too. They might learn something, you know, bring your kids to work with you or at least into a podcast. That would be a wonderful thing to do too. So, Again, we're going to be Faith Marketplace back here next Saturday, noon to one o'clock.
0: Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.